Slick drop, boot to the face, we won't fold Quick to put a dude in this place, he out cold With a tombstone, grab at the waist, get laid flat Can't escape, nowhere to go, the cage match It's on now, when I spot him, it's no problem Everybody stone cold till they hit with the rock bottom Sharpshooter, I won't miss him like Bret Hart Like Al Snow, they gon' need him a head start I just might catch a better body than Mickey James Get acquainted with the name, we bringin' the pain Like Kane in the ring, all I see is red Paul Bearer, Undertaker, I can see the dead John Cena putting hands in your face Ted DiBiase got a milli on the waist B2TF, better stay in your place Or get smacked down, play it safe, what you talking about? Welcome to Boot to the Face, Chris Welker, EJ Reed here on Twitch.tv, powered by FullPressCoverage.com. Go there for all your sporting wants and needs on this 4th of July holiday. EJ, how you doing? Man, I can't complain. Happy 4th of July to everybody out there. Although, me and Rutgers people weren't quite free yet, but nevertheless, (laughs) happy Independence Day. We we weren't independent yet. We did ours a couple weeks ago. Um, true that. True that's that. funny. Uh, you going to watch fireworks tonight or shoot fireworks? I was thinking about it, man. I hate when the, the fourth uh, pops up on in the middle of a week. I got to go to work tomorrow, man. So, yeah, I don't know. I had to work yesterday. Last minute decision. Had to work yesterday. Got to work tomorrow. Uh, probably gonna. We're not gonna do anything crazy, but we're probably gonna go up to the. Our Costco sits on like a a hill, almost like a mountain, and you can oversee like two or three cities. So I think we're just going to go up to that parking lot. Hopefully not everybody has that idea and watch a couple fireworks. And then my kids don't really care. So it's like, whatever. Uh, and I did go do the 10K this morning. So that was good. Uh, yeah. Um, I felt that? I felt really good for the first time doing it. Like normally I'm like struggling for air and my body's like giving out, but Today it wasn't bad. I still didn't beat my best time. I missed my best time by like three minutes, I think, which is an hour, and, an hour and seventeen minutes. I think is my best time, and I got like an hour nineteen forty-five or something like that. Um, so now I got a goal for next year. I'm gonna fucking train and run a lot more within the next year. See if I can see if I can knock a lot of time off of there. You got it, man. Always good to have goals. It's fun though. Um, I don't know any. I don't. I mean, I don't live in any other city, but in Atlanta, like the Peachtree Road Race is a big thing. Like thousands of people show up for it, um, and it was yeah. a lot. Uh, I could tell you how many people were there. More than like the Boston Marathon. Uh, probably not. Like it ain't that. But people do come here and get like Olympic qualifications, and uh, I want to think they get Boston Marathon qualifications from here. I could be wrong about that one, but I know people come here for like the Olympics and shit, like. All the people that win usually are like these real skinny, like uh, African so or. It sounds like it sounds kind of sounds like the the Cooper River Bridge run in Charleston they do every year. Uh, they have the, the Ethiopians that come over mm-hmm. and they do it like in twenty. They do it like in twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, real big controversy today. So one of the fastest people, she was winning, and. She was headed towards the finish line, but she was following the motorcycle people because they like lead you on the path. Because by the time I run, there's like thousands of people you can follow. So you don't really have to pay attention to where you're going. She was in first place 
and the motorcycle was getting out of the way because she was headed towards the finish line and she fucking veered off and followed him and the people behind her ended up winning and then she came like tearing ass out of the side and ended up getting third place man sounds like it was her fault did she not do like a run through or walk through before i mean the race to see look, where she was going I don't do that, but I'm also not trying to qualify for the Olympics. So you could have a point that, like, maybe she should have looked at it. I don't know. But um, out of the – there was 37,350 people registered today to run that race. A lot of people. Yeah. They did it in waves. And then you got all the – you take into account all the volunteers and shit like that and the police and they block off Peachtree – road in atlanta and it's just it's fun man you you know i've talked about it before you run past all churches and bars and people cheering you on and shit it's it's a lot of fun and especially today when i wasn't like dying so what they uh do in 2020 for it did it virtually what yeah (laughs) what do you mean virtually yeah virtually everybody that has signed up i mean you know usually you sign up the year before because it's so I wouldn't say exclusive with 40,000 people in it, but it's hard to get in, right? So you sign up early as soon as they open it up. And then uh, COVID hit, and then they were just like, we'll do it virtually, and you could fucking, you could either do it out, excuse me, outside and get on the app and let it time you, or you do it on the treadmill or whatever, and just enter your time. And obviously, this didn't count for like Olympic trials and shit like that, but you still technically ran it. Mm, I see. Thought y'all were like in the meta universe, just <laughs> running like oh, a, like a, a <laughs> like fucking uh, the Peloton or something like that. Oh yeah, nah, I, we just I got how they did it though. But, just I just guess better ran it, though. yeah. Just ran it, opened up your little running app. I think they made it. I want to think everybody had to get the 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 Under Armour running app or whatever it was that would track you back then. Could you, I mean, there's plenty of them now, but. Back then, I think it was either Nike Run or Under Armour that had the really good ones, and they would track you. Uh, I think I did it in an hour and 16 minutes that year, but that was on a treadmill, so I don't really count that one as my fastest one because they got a thing called Cardiac Hill here where, like, after the third mile, you're just, like, climbing. I want to think it's 12 stories or something like that. You're just going up, and that was when I, I slowed down a lot today. But nonetheless, it was fun. It was a good time. Something active to do. That's what's up, man. So no fireworks, maybe for you. No, uh, it'll be a it'll be a last minute decision. I think they have something going on downtown, but depends if I fall asleep on the couch or not. <laughs> yeah, it's plenty of fireworks this weekend at uh, Money in the Bank over in uh, where were they at? London, London, Cal- England. That was a uh, that was a. If that was a precursor to what the crowd's going to be like for All In, then that's going to be crazy. Because right now, there's like 75,000 people with tickets at All In. I don't know, though, because sound travels weird in a open-air arena or stadium, I mean. True, but just think of uh, WrestleManias that go outside and stuff. Like it ain't, It ain't that awful, I don't think. It's not going to be that bad, but I feel like when you have a closed in, you know, the acoustics are a little bit louder, more raucous. But, no, it's still 75,000 people, so they're going to be rowdy. Yeah. 
Um, we can talk about Money in the Bank at the end of the show because I'm sure we got a lot of a lot of fallout from that. But let's hit some of these topics we got. Um, I want to talk about Rhea Ripley. Talk about it. So Rhea Ripley, extremely popular online, right? You know, Twitter people love her. She's popular in the in the arenas. Uh, people wanted her to be the champion. She got the title. And about this time last year, we were kind of like, Bianca Belair's title run isn't that good right now, even though she was defending it left and right. And then she had that match with Becky at SummerSlam that was great. And then after that, she kind of fell off. And I'm wondering where those same people are with Rhea Ripley because she's defended the title, what, three times, twice against Natty? In like mm-hmm. squash matches, and then once against Zelina Vega, she's come to the ring as Dominique's valet more than she has as the women's champion in the match. That's true. And I'm just wondering, like, what the fuck was the point of her winning the title? See, what we what I always say here is it's always usually you know the chase, but that applies to baby faces. Rhea's supposed to be a heel, so I don't know what's going on. You know what I think? I think she's getting caught up in this whole Judgment Day situation. So she has one foot in that and then the other foot that's supposed to be in the women's division. But she's giving more attention to the Judgment Day more than she has, you know, defending that championship and, you know, putting the spotlight on that Raw's women's division. But where are the women in this division that are supposed to be like the only person that's like kind of started some shit where it was Becky. I guess Raquel kind of did, but Raquel's a tag team champion now, so that probably ain't going anywhere. But, like, they're not booking her to be the champion that everybody wanted her to be, right? Like, everybody wanted Rhea to get the title. They wanted all these matches. They wanted her to run through. She's literally just wearing it as a fucking... Ornament. As a, yeah, <laughs> as an accent piece to her while she's out there cheering for Dominic. And I just, I don't get it. I don't get... Why put the title on her if you weren't going to make her like the workhorse of the division? She doesn't cut promo. The only promos she cuts are Judgment Day promos. She's never out there like, I'm the baddest bitch in the division. True, but what? somebody ran up on her backstage. That was pretty interesting. That was Raquel. Yeah, Raquel. Or and Becky <laughs> ran up on her backstage. No, no, no. Wasn't, wasn't it EO? And she was like, you don't want these problems. That was pretty fun. Oh, when EO had the, she had the money in the bank case, though. Yeah. So, I mean, people are running up on her, but she still ain't fucking defending the title. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting situation. Maybe they need to just break up this Judgment Day thing. So I don't know about do that. Let's thing. not get drastic. I like Judgment Day. I mean, it looks like they're heading that direction. We'll probably talk about that later, but that's where it looks like they're heading to. So, what, what do you think the solution is with Rhea? Should she just wrestle more? I don't know because I don't know if that's the solution necessarily because look at Roman. He barely wrestles and his title reign feels major. Everybody's not Roman though. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if the solution is for her to wrestle more, but maybe have her do more than one storyline at a time because it feels like they're just focusing on the Judgment Day thing right now and she's basically completely ignoring the women's division besides this weird little mini rivalry she has with Natty, which I don't understand at all. How it even popped up. Like where'd that even come from? <laughs> I didn't even know Natty was on Raw. I don't know. She had multiple matches with Rhea already. Right. The match yesterday wasn't bad, but why are they fighting? I don't understand. 
And then it's like she she won the title at WrestleMania. That was the first week of April. April, May, June. We're already in July, right? Four months. She's defended the title three times on TV and pay-per-view. I don't know. You know, Roman hasn't defended his title since fucking WrestleMania, but also, it, it ain't the same thing. It ain't the same beast. Like, he's at least wrestling. She ain't even wrestling half the time. She's uh, just out there. She, she, should, she should be wrestling more, but I don't believe in putting that title on the line every time she wrestles, though. I like right. having it defended at a special occasion because that's where you have your secondary titles and you can make a TV title with I get what you're saying, though. She's not. She's barely even wrestling either. I feel like Oscar's had more matches and more storylines since she's been the champion. It's only been a month, maybe a couple months she, since she beat Bianca. Yeah, how many times has Oscar defended it? She defended it on SmackDown. That's the only thing I can remember. Yeah, I mean, like I said, she she just won at uh, what pay per view was that? Was that Night of Champions? Where was Night of Champions at? Was that overseas too? Yeah, that was a, a Saudi Arabia. Yeah. That was, what, a month and a half ago? More or less. Yeah, was end of May. Yeah, so a month and some change. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm thinking, like, look at Asuka. She's involved with Charlotte. She's involved with Bianca. And then EO has the briefcase, who's also on SmackDown. And it's just so much going on over there. Meanwhile, you got... Rhea Ripley's the champion. You got Becky Lynch in the division. You got Trish Stratus in the division. You got uh, who else is on Raw? Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, which they're in a program now. But like, you got all these really good women on Raw, but nobody's going after the title. Nobody's in the the title picture on SmackDown's way better right now. And I just for Rhea Ripley to be as over as she is with the crowd and everybody to love her, they really ain't doing shit with her since she got the title. That's just my thing. Yeah, it's been a slower burn. I don't know where they're going with her now that we're on our way to SummerSlam. Um, I guess we just got to wait and see. But she's kind of in a weird space because, like you said, the fans want to chair, but she's still supposed to be your top heel in the company. So she's kind of <laughs> stuck between the rock and the hard place. I like it, though. I like, the, I like the dynamic with her and Dominic and Judgment Day. I don't know. It's, that's cool to me. It doesn't, it doesn't always have to be just because the people I'm running with. You know, the crowd, like, look at The Rock when he was in the nation. He was a heel, but the crowd started fucking turning and cheering for him. But they were booing D'Lo. They were booing Mark Henry. They were booing Farouk. They were booing Kama. But The Rock was popular as fuck. Like, it doesn't have to be just because the people you with are assholes, you know? Sting and Lex Luger. People hated Lex Luger. And him and Sting were tag team champions. I think that was before I started watching. I didn't know they didn't like Lex Luger. Yeah, when it it was the early parts of Nitro, Luger was he came and he was helping Sting and Hogan and Macho Man, but he was also cool with the Dungeon of Doom, uh, and like he wanted right. the title from Hogan, and he would whoop Hogan's ass whenever he would get a chance, and Sting would be like, "What the fuck you doing?" He's like, "I'm trying to win the world title," so the crowd hated Luger, and Macho Man and Hogan would always be like, "Sting, what's up with your boy?" He's like, "That nigga don't like you, dog." <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. That's funny. But, yeah, I don't know what they're doing with Rhea. Back to this topic. Um, I don't know. Hunter Has Hunter really been a, you know, a cheerleader of the women's division? 
like mean, they've that. been they've been decent. Like I said, look at the storyline on SmackDown. Nah. They're putting effort into that. Even though I'm not in love with that story either. At least it's getting attention, though. True. It's the most important Oscar's felt in a long time. Yeah, definitely Oscar. But they're kind of tiptoeing the line with turning Bianca. I feel like they should just dive head first. Just yeah. turn She's she's gonna turn the EST the real EST is about to come back the the EST uh, NXT yeah that version that version's about to come back and I'm I'm here for it she looked like such a fucking like how do I she's just like a beast like in a good way though on Smack was it me or did she just look like she just looked tougher than them two did like standing there talking to them and beating their ass she just looked like like I I wouldn't want to fight her. I think I think Bianca will put hands and feet on uh, <laughs> Ashley in a shoot fight. Big time. Um, let's get to some AEW talk. Uh, Collision was this weekend after Money in the Bank. I don't know if you watched it live. I did. Uh, I did. I was home, uh, and I, I was you know I I had a lot going on that day, and then I watched Money in the Bank. And it was kind of late in the evening when I saw it. And I realized it was pre-taped, which shouldn't affect anything. But it just feels like after the first the first episode felt so big and important. And every episode since then, I feel like it's taken two steps back. Um, but this past episode, was it me or was it just not good? I mean, what were your gripes about it? It just felt small. Like the first episode felt big. I remember, like I think I, I think I texted this to you, or at least tweeted it, that it felt like the first episode of Collision was more important than Dynamite. Like it felt like that was about to be their show, and then every week it just seems like it gets smaller and smaller. Not necessarily in the crowd that's there, but like the production and the importance of the feel of it. It just didn't feel important. It felt like a, felt like we were watching a house show. The crowd wasn't really into it either. And that ain't going to change because I was looking at WrestleTix earlier and their next couple shows, they got like, they're in like two and 3,000 seat arenas for it. I, I think that's good though. Make the, make it seem like they're filling out the arena. That's what I said they should have done instead of trying to go to these 15,000, 18,000 seat arenas. Why not go to a market where the demand is high? As opposed to going to a market where the demand is low and using a smaller arena. Like, I'm sure they got all kind of analytics of, like, who watches Dynamite and where tweets come from and what region. And, like, they could, they probably got somebody that breaks all this shit down and they say, if we go to Atlanta, we could probably do State Farm Arena. But if we go to Duluth, we, we won't sell as many. And that's only an hour from Atlanta. But way more people tweet. And way more people watch in Duluth than what they watch in Atlanta. So we probably fill this arena up and we won't fill that one up. I'm sure there's somebody on the payroll that's doing analytics like that, right? You never know. He probably tries to send uh, the Jacksonville Jaguar guys to do analytics. <laughs> Go ahead and do it. I mean, it's like Same thing. how'd they know they were going to do so well in England? Like, clearly somebody's doing analytics, right? You don't just... Say we're going to go to Wembley Stadium for the fuck of it and then get lucky. And so, like, somebody's doing some kind of research. I just don't. Yeah. This Canada tour, though, I think 
might have been a small mistake. Of course, you're going to fill out the arena for Forbidden Door. But Canada only has, what, like 30 million people? Something ridiculously low. So, of course, you're probably not going to fill out, you know, the needs of wrestling fans. will have the same demand, I should say, of wrestling demands uh, over in Canada because it's just more people over here. So, yeah, I think it, I think Canada's got more moose per capita than people. Yeah, so that was probably the analytic people should have probably you know recognize that when they sell the tickets but as far as the feel of the show i agree with you the crowd wasn't as into it as they were the past couple weeks um no but like we talked about earlier now you're putting on two shows a week and it's kind of a catch-22 with uh how big their roster is so you need the show because people need a place to work but then you're going to kind of water down your product and you might have less hot crowds. So I don't know. I don't know how you fix that or what you do to balance that out. They got to figure something out, man. Cause like you said, it just, it felt small. And, and then to have a pre-taped show and not like sweeten the crowd up just because you don't want people to say, Oh, that's they're sweetening up the crowd. Who gives a fuck? Make it feel important. Like if I'm a casual fan and I turn that show on, I'm like, what is this shit? Like the crowd doesn't even care. You, the, but, your job as a, uh, I hate to, so like I listen to all these podcasts like Wade Keller and stuff like that, and one of his gripes is he feels like Tony Khan is just booking for the hardcore fan that watches all the New Japan and knows everything that happened in the nineties and all that. And he's like, you got a million viewers every week. Now you got to try to get that second million. And you know, there's a second million out there. Cause SmackDown gets like 2.5, 3 million viewers. Right. So, you know, there's yeah. at least 3 million wrestling fans. The play, the play devil's advocate though. SmackDown is on free TV. Fox, every, you get Fox with this, uh, uh, what you call it? Antenna. Isn't TBS on free? Nah, uh, yeah, cable for that. Really? I thought TBS was TBS used uh-uh. to be free back in the day. You could get the it's little fu- fucking get the little pliers been, on the that TV. Might have been a Georgia thing because it's a Georgia <laughs> no, network. But. When I was in Missouri, it was free. It was Channel Seventeen in Missouri. That's why everybody was a Braves fan when I was coming up because they had TBS Superstation. Well, that's not free now. It's Fox, NBC, ABC, and CBS. Damn. And then my network TV. Damn. So well, okay. Well, then look at Raw. Raw's doing two million. They straddle that line though. It's sometimes it dips to like one point five when they're not. But right now it's hot, so you're right. But WWE's been around for sixty years. Okay, and AEW's been around for four, and you know about it. And that number isn't growing. The number's going down from what they used to be. That's what I'm saying. You gotta, you gotta quit. Your hardcore fans are there already. That's what WWE understands. You already have the hardcore fans. They're not going to go anywhere. You got to start trying to reach out to casual people. And like I said, if I'm a casual fan and I'm flipping through the channels on Saturday night and I turn that on, the first thing I'm thinking is this ain't WWE. What the fuck is this? Let me check it out for a second. This seems like the crowd doesn't even want to be there. Why the fuck would I keep my law and order zone right now? I can go watch that. I can go watch Temptation Island. I think... The people at Turner are satisfied of what AEW is doing. Like you said, you always want to grow and, you know, you don't want to stay stagnant. But if the network execs are fine with it, then I guess it's all good. Because what else, what would be the alternative than playing another rerun of 
Big Bang Theory and getting like two hundred thousand to watch? Or? I'm not worried about the network though. I'm talking about AEW in itself because eventually they're going to need to renegotiate again. And if Big Bang does this, if Big Bang Theory a replay can get eight hundred thousand. 500 to 800,000 people watching, then why am I paying all this money for fucking live programming? But but those replays aren't. That's what that's what I read behind the scenes that that the execs are fine with it. But, you know, you don't want it to dip lower than what you're doing now. I agree with that. So, I guess it's all a balance. Yeah. Cuz I don't think they're ever going to probably get in that 2 million 2 million viewer range. Maybe but but maybe it's a happy balance. Maybe you could grow it to 1.5 if you're clicking on all cylinders. I think dynamite. they could. I mean, they got the horses to do it. They just got to. The thing with AEW is you could have a favorite wrestler there that's not John Moxley or Jericho or like the top five or six guys, right? Say your favorite wrestler is Miro. He's running with the TNT title. Then he loses it to Sammy Guevara. And then you don't see him for six months. Or your favorite wrestler, Scorpio Sky. He's got the TNT title. Yeah, he got hurt, but he's also not hurt anymore. And you don't see him, you don't hear from him. Or your favorite wrestler is fucking Kip Sabian. Or, like, the list goes on and on. Like, all these people that are there. Or Red Velvet could be your favorite fucking women's wrestler. And she's in a prominent program with uh, Jade Cargill, and then she's just off TV. Like, there's too many starts and stops with the people in AEW. And and I think that's what this collision show is supposed to help out with. So we got to give it time. But as far as this past week's show, you said it kind of felt like a house show. I think it was just bad booking because I think subconsciously you might have missed CM Punk. That's probably why you didn't like it. He was there this week. He didn't wrestle. Huh? What the hell is that guy doing anything? He was still that's there. That's why I felt like a, a house <laughs> like a house show because it was worth it. Roddy Strong and Samoa Joe, that shouldn't have been the main event. I mean, I get why they did it. You know, they got the tournament going on. I'll tell you one thing I am liking, though, is uh, Adam Cole and MJF. Have you seen this shit going on with Adam Cole on his stream where MJF fucking comes in on his stream and he's like, dude, I told you boundaries. Yeah, I read the headline. <laughs> I like how they're doing this odd couple thing. It's cute for now. MJF even subbed to his fucking Twitch channel like one month in a row. He put, <laughs> he put in a little chat and shit. I don't know. It's just funny. Um, I like uh, the, the segment they had at uh, Dynamite. He was like, don't touch me. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was, that was yeah, funny. pretty good. Uh, and then, like, they have so many. Uh, I mean, I, I, I get it. Like, Britt Baker and Adam McCole got sick, right? But, like, I don't know. I just feel like it, it's it's weird timing. You can't really blame somebody getting sick. But if Britt Baker ain't going to win the whole thing, then just let her get replaced. Like, why are you... You're advertising this match, and then she doesn't show up, and now you just have Ruby wrestle uh, Alexa Nicole, the hometown hero. You squash her, and then say, "Oh, we'll do that one next week." Like it's very like fly by the seat of your pants booking. Yeah, I mean, they said Daniel Bryan's supposed to be helping out with that, so maybe he could write the ship a little bit. But I feel like they need to distribute the talent a little bit. Because they, they don't have a hard split, but they got kind of a soft split. Mm -hmm. They got Punk over there at Collision, FTR, and then who else really? Uh, well, they got Miro and Andrade. Yeah, those two are pretty much exclusive to Collision. Scorpio Sky, I can't wait till he comes back. He'll help. But they might need 
maybe BCC over there. Swap BCC for Bullet Club Gold. I'd like to see that happen. I'm digging Bullet Club Gold, by the way. I didn't think I would, but I'm liking them. Uh, even just, juice. I was just, literally just about to say they just got to get rid of that goddamn juice. <laughs> he's he's so annoying, and now it's like three juices in in the squad now. Only the gun, the ass boys aren't as annoying as Juice is. Just the way he talks fucking annoys me. Hey, his voice was able to pull Storm. Maybe that. Maybe that's why I don't like him. Just <laughs> subconsciously, I'm a hater. <laughs> Fuck, he got. I ain't got. <laughs> I don't know. Let's packing something underneath here. <laughs> But I digress. Yeah. Um, Bullet Club Gold, yeah. I like how they finally... I know you're not a big Jay White fan, but they're finally doing something with him after they're signing them. I'm sure he wasn't cheap to sign. So. Yeah. It's not that I'm not a Jay White fan. I just I didn't think they were using him right. Like, he... You know, there was such a big free agent bidding war over him, and he picked them over WWE, and it's like, okay, now what? He, he hadn't really been doing shit, but... Also, he got a really good promo on Collision. Like, that's the first good time on the mic. I was like, okay, I get you, Jay White. Called out CM Punk, which, you know, invited to talk shit to CM Punk. I'm I'm here for it. Bang, bang, gang. Uh, but, like, so you don't watch New Japan much, right? Nah. See, I need, I need somebody to answer me. I wish Robert Custis was in the chat. I need answers because I thought that when Jay White left New Japan... He got kicked out of the Bullet Club. So he just went to another promotion mm-hmm. and started his own. Yeah, they turned on him. The fucking guy, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's the shillelagh? David Finley? Yeah, he fucking, he was trying to give his goodbye speech and David Finley beat the shit out of him. Yeah, you do have a point. I follow New Japan. I just don't watch it every week because it's hard to keep up because they're always behind on US TV. But I know he let, he lost the loser leaves Japan match and then he lost the loser leaves uh, New Japan match. So I don't know if they officially kicked him up, but like you said, they beat him up. So that it, symbolically, that means you kicked him. Yeah, up. that's how they do. They they did the same shit with Finn. They did it with uh, with AJ. They did it with oh, Omega. they didn't do it with Omega. Did they did they turn on Omega? Yeah, fucking God turned on Omega Cody. And they kicked they kicked the whole fucking elite out. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't. I, he just said, "Fuck it, I'll go to AEW, start my own Bullet Club." I don't, I'm kind of like leaning towards getting one of the Bullet Club gold shirts, though. I was thinking about getting a Bullet Club because they like, uh, you know, they like the bastard child of NWO. I got an NWO and a DX shirt, so I might as well get the Bullet Club. Shirt. I'd never wear a DX shirt. Hey, I take that back. I think I had a DX shirt years ago. They banned them from school because it says "suck it" on the back. <laughs> so, so I had to get the kids' version, but they didn't have "suck it" on the back. I got in trouble at school for wearing a APA t-shirt that said on the back, don't take this ass whooping personally. And I wore that motherfucker like four or five times before one of the teachers finally noticed it. They're like, you can't wear that here. And I'm like, I wore this motherfucker like a handful of times. Nobody's ever said anything. They're like, nah, you got to go change. I was like, how about I just, just put my backpack on? Just because it said ASS. Yeah. They're tripping. I was testing the limits back then, EJ. It was the attitude era, man. We were, we were defiant as a motherfucker back then. Bunch of rebels. It'll never be a, never be a time like it in wrestling. Um, 
let's get to power rankings and then we'll take a break. And uh, actually, I'm sorry. All Out was actually announced. It's actually official. All Out's going to be in Chicago. Uh, what is that? Labor Day weekend or Memorial Day weekend? I can't remember. It's Labor Day weekend. What's the date for that? Let me look that up real quick. It's early September, the first weekend of September. You said Labor Day? Yeah. 2023. Remember, Labor Day no white after Labor Day. That's how I remember it. September 4th is Labor Day. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. My wheels are turning. I'm just trying to see, like, trying to do in my head the weekends I have my kids and stuff like that, too. Like, maybe I could. Yeah, it's kind of been a tradition for you. Yeah, this will be a different one though. <laughs> it won't be won't be the same tradition this time. Um, yeah, I went to the first all in, and I went to one all out. Uh, they still haven't announced what all in is going to be, but but Labor Day weekend all out will be in Chicago, and they're going to be at the United Center. So they're looking to they're looking to like usually they're in uh, the, is it Schaumburg. Uh, they got or, the Wintrust, they got the the Rosemount, and they got the Now Arena. It's the Now Arena, the one I went to twice in Hoffman and States. And then the uh, Starcast and all that shit was in Schaumburg. Like, and that's a really good area, too. I, I like that place down there. I don't know. Chicago's fun. I would, you know, If I can make it happen, I might look into it. I'm not going anywhere for my birthday. Maybe I'll save up and do something for Labor Day. I, and you get a three-day weekend. Yeah, I... So I know they're doing All Out, and then they're doing Collision at United, I think, as well. And then they're doing Dynamite at the Now on Wednesday, the Wednesday before. And then they're going to be doing uh, Wembley the Sunday before. I don't. I wonder how they're going to book this thing, because I'm very curious on how they're going to put on matches to not be repetitive of what they just did a week before. Yeah, I don't don't know. Maybe maybe they fucking fooled uh, everybody in England into thinking they're getting like a big time pay-per-view and it's literally like just a big-ass house show. It it may be because I still haven't heard anything of it being broadcasted. Yeah, maybe it's just going to be a bunch of fucking matches that don't have anything to do with the storyline. And I mean, wouldn't it be fucked up though if they didn't broadcast it? Like they're touting all these tickets they got sold and shit like that, and then we'll never fucking see it. <laughs> no, they, they, we might not see it live. They might like release it down the road on tape, or not tape. I'm old on a streaming, I guess later on down the line. But make, what if it doesn't show up live? Yeah, that'd be that'd be. I don't think I don't think they'll do that. But it would be kind of that would be like pulling a wool over. And then you got to think the people in England would be kind of mad too. Like what? Why the fuck are we getting MJF versus local indie jobber? Like, <laughs> where the fuck is Sting at? Um, what if yeah. what if they put on MJF versus Sting, but then let the masses see it as just like a like a non-canon one-off that we didn't get to see? They didn't have to do anything with the storyline. That'd be messed up. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad at it. Like, if it's not storyline, it doesn't really count. It is what it is. It's just like a house show, right? Like. House shows happen throughout the week, and we don't give a fuck about those. Like, it would, you know, people would bitch about it online and be like, I can't believe they didn't put that on. But if it's just a house show match and Sting gets his first loss, but it doesn't really count because it's a house show, eh, whatever. We'll see what happens. But uh, 
Labor Day weekend, that'll Starcast is coming back also. Uh, if you've never been to a Starcast, first off, if you have been to a Starcast and you're going back, I know this is cliche, and I know people get tired of hearing it, and it seems like we're like bullying wrestling fans. But wear deodorant, shower. You know, you can pay to afford to stay at the Hyatt Regency. They have really nice showers there. I know this for a fact because I stayed there last time. Really nice shower. Big showers, too. You know, for us Husky wrestling fans. Um, you, got, you got some neck bears. All right. Well, Rucker, I'm allergic to soap and deodorant, so it's not good for the environment either. So, no deal. I mean, fucking Google had to smell better then. Like, <laughs> it, it was bad that first StarCast, dog. Like, and WrestleCon wasn't, wasn't much better. WrestleCade. There'd be like a couple people that you walk by and you're like, all right, I get the fuck away from them. But like, imagine, EJ, I'm going to meet Mickey James for the first time and I smell like absolute dog shit. And I'm trying to make this a a pleasurable experience for myself to where I'll remember this forever. And she looks at me and she's like, ew. Like she pulls the Sasha Banks, like yeah, I'm not taking a picture right next to you. You know, not saying Mickey James would do that. Cause she's a sweetheart, but like, think about the people that you're going to meet. Also, like you, these are your quote unquote heroes that you're going to see. You want signatures and pictures and shit. Take a bath. Hey, Zest Soap is your friend. I just think they don't care, man. And you wonder why they don't want to, the superstars don't want to take photos with these fans in airports and stuff. Have some couth. <laughs> Wash yourself. Wash your ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my grandma used to say. Wash your ass. <laughs> I, think it's the, I think it's the new generation of just people. Like... If I don't tell my son to shower, like he'll go two or three days just playing video games, and it's like, have you showered? That, that's a kid thing, though. I it's did 15. that until that uh, is getting a little bit older. Yeah, so, I could go days like when I was like 12, 13, and play video games in the summer. But then, you know, when I started getting interested in girls, I took my ass out and made sure. I was it's very ironic that I'm talking about this because this weekend I showered on like Friday night. And I don't think I showered again until Sunday. If you if you're chilling at home, yeah. In my defense, though, like they had to come in and do some work on my bathtub in my bathroom, and I didn't want to go in the kids' bathroom and shower. So I was just like, like you said, I went to a funeral Saturday morning. I showered the night before, and then like I didn't do anything. I didn't go to the gym or anything. I was just kind of laying around, and I looked up. I was like, "Fuck, I ain't showered in a couple days. <laughs> like I got, yeah. I get my ass up off this couch." That's different if you're chilling at home. If you but you go outside, you got outside on you. You got to get in that shower. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all out Chicago Labor Day weekend. Uh, I, I'm not gonna say I'm gonna go, but I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some I'm gonna do some recon on it. I'm gonna look into it because it wasn't from what I remember, it wasn't expensive. Like the flight up there was like a couple hundred bucks up there and back. Uh, the hotel wasn't expensive. I think I rented a car the last time, which wasn't expensive either. That way you could go around Chicago. I went and did the... It's not called the Sears Tower anymore. I don't remember the name of it, but it used to be the Sears Tower where you walk out on the glass. That was cool. Uh, 
went and did a couple other little sites. I still haven't went to Millennium Park. Maybe I'll do that next time. But Chicago's fun, man. Yeah. If you stay on the <laughs> if you stay on the right side of it. Don't want to go south side, Chirac. <laughs> Fucking put plug some shit in the GPS and the GPS tells you no. You know your ass don't need to be there. <laughs> GPS, yeah. no dog. Put a, put put another address in. We ain't going there. End up at O Block. Catch a couple strays. <laughs> Just say Chirac. <laughs> um, yeah, Chicago's a good time, man. I've been a few times. Went to a Cubs game. The Cubs tickets weren't that expensive either. Uh, I know you went to All In, that's ROH, and then you went to All Out, that's AEW. AEW tickets are a lot better than WWE tickets. Oh, yeah. Ride. Oh, yeah. All In was really, uh, went with Petopolis and sat with him. I Hoop, did, Hoop sat with me last time at All Out. We were on the floor last time, and I think tickets were like 75 bucks. And, like, Jericho and, uh, who the fuck was Jericho fighting? He might have been fighting MJF. Jericho and MJF were fighting through the crowd and literally like I'm on the edge right here and they literally like come right by me. Then Moxley makes his entrance. He walks by me and like throws his fucking water bottle and it goes everywhere. And and in Chicago, EJ, me and my whole row, we were booing CM Punk. I felt so good. I thought I'd be the only one. But people there didn't like CM Punk either. So that was fun. Oh, so this this was the all this is all out when Brian came back. You yeah, this is Brian and Adam Cole. I didn't know you were there for some reason. I probably didn't know. I just forgot. Yeah, Ruby Soho won the uh, won the battle royal, and when she's up on the rope, I think it's on our Instagram. You see me walking by with a big sign up that says "Boot to the Face" on it that made it on TV. I uh, <laughs> I'm sitting there and I start getting all kind of messages and tweets like somebody's got a boot to the face sign. I'm like, no shit. It was me the whole time. <laughs> Who could have been? Yeah, I appreciate that. Whoever that was, it was me. <laughs> all right now we can do power rankings ej power all rankings right. and then we come back we'll talk money in the bank and then we'll get out of here and go uh go watch people light some shit on fire i think i started last time you gonna kick it off this time sure uh my number five sting oh yeah yeah the icon made Chris Jericho tap out. Uh, jumped off a ladder through a ta- lot of controversy over this table spot. Also, yeah, I don't. Get, I was about to ask you, like, what was the hoopla about that? He's old. That's all it was. He's old. People like Sting shouldn't be doing that. But uh, so I was listening to Busted Open, and they were talking about it, and I I agreed with him. I'm not a wrestler, like I don't play one on TV, but I think the second table wasn't needed. But I think they put that there just to like buffer it. Yeah, but I, I feel like if Sammy was on the second table and Sting went for that table and he misses, he still hits the first table. But the second table just didn't break, so it made it. He hit Sammy perfect though. Like the splash was perfect for. Also, he's sixty four years old. Shut the fuck up. You couldn't do it. You couldn't even climb the ladder. Not you, EJ. But like the motherfuckers tweeting out, he shouldn't been doing it. You know what I mean? Like. I don't know. I, I loved it. And then he got back up and finished the match. Put Jericho in the Scorpion Deathlock, made him tap out, which I hate because it probably means Jericho's gonna get the win when they fight one on one. Man, I don't yeah, because Jericho's been losing a lot, so he's probably right. But I still want Sting to go over. But 
Yeah, you you might have the only AEW person on your list. Spoiler alert, I don't have any AEW people. On my we were list. we were AEW party. heavy last week though. After Forbidden Door, so yeah. after big after big pay per view, you know it's gonna happen like that. So, my number five, I have the Ring General Gunther got the win over Matt Riddle. I thought it was going to be more of a bang of a match, though. I'm not going to lie, but it was fine because they did the whole injury angle, but it was a fine match. And then we'll talk about this later. Out comes a returning superstar. We'll probably talk about that when we get into the money in the bank fallout. But I got Gunter as my number five. Uh, my number four is still your world heavyweight champion, Mr. Seth freaking Rollins. Got a big win over Finn Balor at the pay-per-view. And then got another win over your boy Dom Dom on Monday Night Raw. That's good. Uh, Seth Rollins is also my number four. Like you said, two big wins over, uh, over... I just hit a button on my keyboard and it made everything... Luckily, my finger was still on it. Sorry. Um, I'm ADD like hell sometimes. Got a big win over two members of Judgment Day. And the third member of Judgment Day is actually my number three. Winning the Money in the Bank ladder match to secure his place as Senior Money in the Bank. Damian Priest. That was a good that was a really good Money in the Bank match, by the way. Yeah, we'll probably get into that more in the fallout, but I got some thoughts on that. Did anybody bitch about Ricochet and uh, Logan Paul or just Sting? I didn't really see any uh, blowback from that. <laughs> they were like, like everybody's like Sting almost hurt himself. He needs to be more careful. Logan Paul gets dropped on his head. They're like, fuck him. <laughs> Maybe he'll stop being, wrestling. <laughs> people being ages, it's just because <laughs> Logan Paul's younger. He'll bounce back. No yeah, matter, you could no be wonder, right. Even if he has a splinter in his side, <laughs> top his head. Uh, so who you got at your number three? That was three. Damian Priest. Oh, officer. it's been a long day because you did say your number your four with Seth Rollins. Uh, my number three is Damian Priest. Got, like you said, he got a big win at Money in the Bank. And I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out. Number two, I got the genius of the sky, mm. Ms. Money in the Bank, EO Sky with the big win at the pay-per-view. And Moonsault she did was fucking perfect. The only thing I, and this is really nitpicking, because I love EO, but I don't like how she gets on the rope and then, like, stays there for a minute, like, this is what I'm about to do. Like, just fucking jump already, because then everybody's got to stand around looking like dumbasses while you're up there posing, but when she did jump, <laughs> it was I fucking I hate that beautiful. in wrestling in general, yeah. where they just, people just standing there looking like assholes while the person's about to jump off. Yeah. I don't know. It's a pet peeve of mine. It should be. It's fucking annoying. Um, That's also my number three, EO. She was... Number two? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, number two. She stole the, the spot at the end where she handcuffed Becky and Bailey was fucking perfect. Poor Becky. She just can't get a money in the bank win. Yeah, she don't need it. Yeah, but She's I still wanted her to win it. That's like... That's when I realized that first Money in the Bank match is when I realized I wasn't the only Becky Lynch fan in the world because they were fucking hyped for her to win that first one. And then when Ellsworth climbed up there and fucking took it for Carmella, <laughs> people were pissed. That was like the first time 
WWE caved in the people because they did a they had a remit like they ran it back like the week after that. And the same thing happened. It was the same finish. Carmella still won. Yeah, I don't get why they. I guess because a man was taken down there and it lessened the victory, but whatever. Yeah, that's so stupid too. How people said that they were like it's a women's match and the men took it down, and so WWE, like you said, caved in. Um, I'd love to do a deep dive one day about the career of Becky Lynch. That's where the man persona first started. Like a lot of people don't remember. She was, uh, she was pissed off and Daniel Bryan was the GM. And I remember she cut a promo with Daniel Bryan and she was like, I'm the only person around here, like doing stuff by the rules and it doesn't seem to be getting me anywhere. And Daniel Bryan was like, no, Becky, don't, don't, don't talk like that. She's like, She's basically like, no, fuck that. Like, y'all keep letting these motherfuckers cheat and get away with it. Like, what's the point of me? And then uh, Carmella gets the title, and Becky starts, like, her winning streak, and Charlotte gets thrown in the match, and we're fucking off and running. But, yeah, it started way back then. People don't remember that. I remember that because I remember thinking she was going to turn heel back then. And then it went, like, six or seven months before she turned heel on Charlotte. But I think I might go back and just, like, Watch those SmackDowns around there because SmackDown was good back then. When they were when they first went over to SmackDown Live. Yep. Daniel Bryan was the commissioner. Him and Shane. <laughs> and then him and didn't him and Shane fight like KO and Sami Zayn at WrestleMania or WrestleMania. some shit like that. That yeah. was a. Uh, that was when the Miz cut that scathing promo. Oh, and Daniel Bryan shut his ass yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, my number one, you know, I'm going to put the Usos as my number one with an asterisk and say Jay Uso because he just looked like such a fucking star that match. I watched that match twice just to make sure I didn't miss anything. And there were certain things we can talk about later that I think other people did miss. But when at the very beginning of the match, Solo was like dominating Jimmy and Jimmy tagged Jay in and Jay was like, I want Roman. And then Roman told Solo, like, tag me. And Jay goes, you better listen to your daddy. <laughs> I don't know why. That fucking made me laugh like hell. And then when Roman gets in, Jay takes all his fucking tape off. And, like, we about to fucking fight. I don't know. I just took me back to the, the start of the beef when it was just them two. And I'm fucking ready for this one-on-one match. They're going to tear the roof off the forward arena. Um. Yeah, I don't know if I could even add more to what you said. My number one was the Usos, but like you said, I was leaning towards just making it Jay, but you know, I, I can't you know, snub Jimmy like that. Jimmy did his thing in this match. Um, you know, they are twins, and they've gotten older, obviously. And we'll talk, we'll talk about it. Jimmy did his thing in this match, though. Um, I, don't, I don't think he looked... You know, I used to say Jimmy was like the other Uso and he was just playing a role. But the last like three or four months, his personalities came out more. And he's just like he's bigger than Jay. Like he he sizes up really well with Romo and Romo. I put fucking <laughs> Roman and Solo together. <laughs> he sizes up really well with Solo and, and Roman. So he's like the powerhouse of the team now. While Jay's the fucking energy guy. It's like the Hardy Brothers all over again. Without the well, never mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The DUIs, yeah, but. well, maybe not as many <laughs> of them. <laughs> uh, 
But let's uh let's take a break. When we come back, we will talk in depth on money in the bank, and then we'll try to uh, we'll try to shorten the show up a little bit today because it is Fourth of July. So we will be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome back, Boot to the Face. Chris Rucker, EJ Reed here on Twitch.tv, powered again by FullPressCoverage.com. Go there for all your sporting wants and needs, where I'm sure there was some wall-to-wall coverage on FullPressWrestling.com about WWE Money in the Bank, but they probably won't talk about it as well as we do, EJ. So let's get into it. Match starts out, or the card starts out with the men's money in the bank where Damian Priest defeats Logan Paul, Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, L.A. Knight, and uh, who else? Who was the other guy in it? Ricochet? Yeah, I said Ricochet. Shinsuke, Santos, Escobar, and Butch. Those are the other two that were in it. Really good match. Really good match. Um... Go ahead, EJ. You know, your boy LA Knight didn't get it. What do you think? So, we're we going to start off hot like that? We're not even going to talk about some of the spots in the match? I mean, we can talk about whatever you want, but, you know, I know what you came for. But what about that? What about that dive that Ricochet had through the ladder? I don't think I've ever seen that before. That shit was crazy. Ricochet, I knew, was going to steal the show in this match. He just. He's been doing it for so long, and like people just—I don't know. I like Ricochet. I really wish they would push him. Honestly, I, I can't even remember who we picked, but 
I was leaning I towards pick, Ricochet. I pick Knight, and you pick Paul. I was leaning towards Ricochet, though. I told you he wasn't going to win. I mean, yeah, but I wouldn't have been mad if he would have. Could you imagine Ricochet and Seth Rollins in a match? He, they have him cash in on Gun- Gunther. Nah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Gunther, he is the one that Gunther took the title from to start this historic run. That's true. And then... I like how Ricochet was able to salvage going through that table because both of them were like teetering on the ropes. Yeah. And for them for them to even go through the table at all, you know, shows how good of a wrestler Ricochet is. Athlete, both of them. Because I think what was supposed to happen was they were supposed to land on the top rope. Like, you know how some people put their foot out and catch. And then I think he was supposed to hit the Spanish fly. And they both fucked up, and he just did it anyway. And I was like, uh, it was almost like it was happening in slow motion. I'm like, no, don't do it. But they pulled it off, and neither one of them got hurt. Triple H said in the press conference after, he said nobody got hurt tonight. And the only person that did, like, rolled their ankle coming back through the curtain. He didn't say who it was because it was embarrassing. But so everybody lived. That's good. Uh, Damian Priest gets the win. I don't. I didn't think Escobar or Butch needed to be in it, but... They were really good guys to like have a couple good spots. And Butch is like kinda from over there, so Yeah. So I guess we could get to the results now. That crowd was so hot for LA Knight. Have you seen like such a meteoric rise? I'm I'm sure it's other superstars that have done it, but like even at WrestleMania, like you didn't see this much of a groundswell for LA Knight. It seemed like it pretty much happened overnight. It's crazy, man. It's a it's one of those things I think where somebody popular says it online and then it kind of picks up online and picks up online and then eventually it falls into the arenas and then everybody start and you know, he's catchy. Yeah. Let me talk to you like he's got catchy sayings, but to me there's nothing like special about him you know i know you like him he's okay i liked him when he was eli drake um but i just i don't know it's like and i think wwe sees him the same way i do they're like yeah people are cheering for him yeah but (laughs) what happens when we fucking do it you know it's like zach it's like zach Ryder all over again remember how popular he was when he came out with his own internet show and shit like that i wasn't watching at the time but don't be smirch LA Knight thing comparing them to uh, I don't know dog like Zack Ryder was fucking over like he had everybody at Wrestlemania chanting woo 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 and shit like that like Zack Ryder was over and then they put him in that fucking love triangle with Eve and John Cena and came through his ass off the fucking <laughs> like it was almost like they were punishing him for getting over on his own sounds like Vince McMahon but yeah. So, I didn't see a whole lot of people complaining online. People, of course, people want LA Knight to win, but I hadn't seen a whole lot of people complaining that Damien won it. And I'm not mad at Damien winning it because I'd be a hypocrite because obviously they're sticking to the script and they've I've heard that Damien's been the guy backstage. He has the look and, you know, he's believable as a champion. But I don't know. I mean, sometimes you got to strike where the iron's hot. 
Yeah. Because, like I said, I'd be a hypocrite because I was saying, like, when people were saying Cody should have won the belt, it didn't make sense storyline wise because it's always been Jay and Roman's story. So, and I mean, if if, had to, if they didn't pull the trigger with Sami Zayn, they ain't going to pull it with LA Knight. Like, LA Knight will never be over like Sami Zayn was. That, that too. So. They're trying, obviously, they're trying to tell a story with the money in the bank, with Damien having the briefcase and him and uh, Finn going at it. So they're sticking to the script. But I don't know. Sometimes you got to call Audible. And right now, Damien had a good match with Bunny, Bad Bunny, but he, had a real, he hasn't really gotten a lot of heat. Like, I feel like he's pretty neutral in the fans' eyes. And the point of wrestling is to make money. And to create moments, and I don't know. Like, I don't know how I feel about Damien because when he was wrestling yesterday in the match, people were saying stuff about Dom, and he was wrestling a match. People were chatting at Dom during the match. So, I mean, you'll get that with anybody, though. Dominic's on the outside of the ring. So, if the point of going to house shows all over the country is to make money, do you see Damien making money as a world champion? I don't see L.A. Knight making money as a world champion. I think L.A. Knight, you remember everybody wanted Liv Morgan to be the champ, and Becky was like, and as soon as she gets the title, y'all are going to turn on her. And then what happened? She got the title, and people started talking shit about Liv Morgan. I think it would be the same way with L.A. Knight. I, I really do. I disagree, cause just because he has those. People are simple, man. People like the catchy phrases. I feel like he'll sell a bunch of merch, and he'll have people out there. It's over, just, more so over Damien Priest. It's just going to take one more wrestler like Kevin Nash to say, He's just biting off the rock before everybody's like, well, damn, he is. Right now, everybody's like, fuck you, Nash. Shut up. Yeah, hey, I'm about to say, all the comments I've seen, but everybody been eating Kevin Nash's ass a lot. They're like, you can't cut a pro for your life when he was back in the day. Shut up. Yeah, but he wasn't copying anybody. I mean, I've said it I've said it for a while now. LA Knight is literally ripping off the rock and stone cold. Like, I know people say, well, everybody borrows something from everybody else. Not like this. The guy even, he even does his own version of the fucking people elbow. That's that's a little bit absurd, but as far as his like, if you listen to a shoot interview, he does that's just how his voice sounds. Maybe you could do a little bit of things to separate yourself, but you can't help. How do you know? You know what? Going. You want to hear a shoot interview of him? Go back and watch that show he was on with The Rock, that Hero Show. That's how he really talks. I don't think a shoot interview with him is really a shoot interview. I think it's still him just fucking talking the way he talks. Nobody I walks around like talking like L.A. Knight. Nobody talks like that. Whose fucking cadence is like that? You never get hired anyway. Like I said, I'm not mad at Damian winning it. I'm just hoping that it plays out. Because L.A. Knight doesn't really need it because he's already over. So, mm. And the point of the money in the bank briefcase is to get somebody over. So I'm hoping it's not a dud. I hope you know they accomplish what they need to do with Damian Priest winning it. Yeah, I'm not mad at Damien winning it. Uh, you know, it's designed for a heel. L.A. Knight's supposed to be a heel, but he's a face. Like, people are making him a face. Uh, it's designed for a heel, especially a big fucking, like, badass heel like Damien Priest with a crew with him. Like, how they didn't jump Seth Rollins last night, or they tried to, and take the fucking belt from him is crazy to me. But uh, I'm not mad at it. It, it was a good, you know... I'll tell you this. I loved how they used LA Knight at the end. Like, nobody else got shine like that. I don't remember anybody in a 
Money in the Bank or any any kind of ladder match that like they they made look that good at the end of it. Where like every time he climbed the ladder, somebody would grab him and he just beat the shit out of him and he'd go back again. Somebody else would come in, and he'd dispose of them. And eventually you're just like, This motherfucker's about to win. And the camera view was perfect. He's fucking reaching up and they didn't put the camera anywhere. And out of nowhere you see a fucking <laughs> a fucking big hand come around his throat. And I was like, damn, that's Damien. I'm not mad at it. I just want to see Damien gone a little bit more heat before they actually make him win the championship. I just want him to be one of those monster hated heels. Yeah, it was booked. It was booked really well. I like that match. Uh, the next match we don't have to spend a lot of time on women's tag title match. Liv Morgan and Raquel Gonzalez defeat Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler turns on Ronda Rousey. This is what I don't get about this. Um, why wrestle a 10-minute match and then at the end turn on her? Like, you were literally trying to win the match for the longest, and then out of nowhere you turned on her. Now, her promo last night was really good. Shayna's. It's the first time I've gave a fuck about her on the mic. Uh, I loved it. I was like, damn. Okay. I think I might be cheering for Shayna when this match happens. But, I don't know. I just didn't get the psychology of them wrestling a whole tag team match, winning the match. Like, they had Liv right where they wanted her to win the match, and then she turns on her. Liv Morgan, by the way, fucking kudos for the facial expressions when it happened. She was like, what the fuck? <laughs> this whole thing has been a disaster. Um, I don't understand why they had Shayna. Well, she explained it on Raw, but it didn't make sense. They didn't plant any seeds. And why not be the other way? You know, nobody likes Ronda. Why wasn't it Ronda turning on Shayna? Because obviously what we know now is Ronda's on her way out. So why not give Shayna the baby face rub on the way out? I don't get it. Nobody wants to chair Ronda. We've tried this experiment time and time after again, and it's not working. I don't, think, any, face. I don't think anybody wants to cheer Shayna either, and they kind of know that. I think Shayna being a heel is a, is a good look. I mean... If the rumors are true and Ronda's leaving, then she only has a couple more matches, so making her a babyface isn't really a thing. But I think this is going to go back to Shayna that destroyed everybody in the Elimination Chamber a couple years ago. Let's hope so. Because this whole women's tag team division is just a hot mess. You have your champions win the belt the way that they did. Like, Second How does time. that help them? They won it when the night when Trish turned on Becky too. Yeah, so they're two time so. champions that have won it through nefarious ways that they didn't even do. I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but it seems like it's a simple way to make your women's tag team division credible. Like you could just do a soft reset and be like, This is our new improved women's division. Have like you ha- they have five tag teams in this turmoil. Why not actually have them have tag team names and cut some vignettes, like reintroducing the tag team division? Yeah. Like any wrestler that's not in the woman's title uh, picture or doesn't have their like own separate storyline, like Trish and Becky, should just be in a tag team and build that division up. And they got tag, give them tag got... team names in, in attire. You, know, you, could, you could go even simpler than that. Like Caden and Katana started in NXT. Uh, Isla Dawn and 
what's her Alba Fire. They started in NXT as a tag team. Just bring them up from NXT, have them as tag teams, take them out on the road, give them a couple TV matches, and let them figure it out that way. That way you don't have to dilute the women's single division. You can bring up tag team wrestlers from NXT, and because it's a tag team, they're not out there wrestling by themselves where they'll be more comfortable with a partner there, and just have the tag division be on fire, and then you can start plucking who you want from the tag division. Like They have plenty of tag teams. I'll give them credit for trying, but do we really think Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville are going to win? Honestly, now that I said it out loud, I think they probably will win the fucking titles. Maybe. I don't know. Like, I hate tag teams I have in tag team names either. That's a pet peeve of mine. And even if you put a singles wrestler that's not doing anything in a tag team, you don't have to do a hard breakup when you're ready to throw them back in the singles division. Just do a soft breakup. Just have them wrestle singles and yeah. out of the tag team. I don't know. But it's not hit for me. Next up on the docket, Gunter defeats uh, Matt Riddle in like eight minutes, a squash match, basically. Um, but that's not even the story about this. Like, I don't, I don't know about you, but I didn't really care for the match too much. Drew McIntyre returns, kicks Gunther in the face, and we're full steam ahead to another Drew McIntyre versus Gunther match. It's gonna be a banger, you know. Presumably, they're going to. Uh have a match at SummerSlam. I don't want Drew to win, though. I feel I like either. that's a step backwards for, for him. I feel like a step backwards for Gunther. He's, like, on this historic run, and then Drew just comes back in. I mean, it's, Drew's still a former WWE champion, so I feel like it's a good look for Gunther. Last time we saw him, Gunther was whooping his ass at WrestleMania and pinning him. That's true. He, he, what happened to the reports of Drew's out the door? Triple H said that was all bullshit at the press conference. But but what else would he say? Dave Meltzer, it was gospel to Dave Meltzer. He's like, yeah, Drew's on his way out. Is that not the most annoying fucking guy in the world? Like, <laughs> whenever they have him on and you see his face and he's talking, you're just like, what a fucking fuck face this guy is. Meltzer? Yeah, people, like, take his word for the gospel. And I just, you know, when the motherfucker's always saying, uh, Plans could change, or or he'll say game. he'll say he'll say like EJ is gonna beat Rucker in the main event unless they decide to have Rucker win the main event, and it's like you didn't really report anything. Yeah, <laughs> just... he hedges his bets. Like he has an out. I hate that too. Like if you're gonna put something out there, stand on your word. He always has a way of getting out of there. And people pay money for that shit. Couldn't be me. I saw that motherfucker live at uh, StarCast, and I was just like, he looked like such a fucking dork. I mean, he's been doing this for like 40 years, so. Yeah, good for him. He is a dork. <laughs> I mean, he's got a fucking wrestling move named after him from the Young Bucks, so. He's doing, dorks, he, too. He's doing better than I am. You know, people people give him credit for creating All In. Really? Y'all gotta do better, man. Indirectly, they said if it if it wasn't for him talking shit, Cody would have never took the bet. And then we wouldn't be here with AEW. Well, fuck that. Don't give him any credit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, what are, where are they like what are they doing with Drew though? Back to the topic. Like, I don't understand. I don't know, he just came back. <laughs> him and I don't I don't know, because they're both baby faces. I don't wanna see him go against Seth because I feel like Seth would dominate that 
rivalry if they were to do that right now. One could only hope. <laughs> I don't have a problem with Drew. It's just a weird spot for him right now. Uh, Cody Rhodes and Dominic Mysterio. I'll tell you what, this was not how I saw this match going. Apparently, Brock didn't want to go to England because he showed up on Raw the next night or two nights later. But Cody goes (sighs) over, dominates basically Mysterio besides uh, a couple cheap shots. But I don't know, Dominic, man, like, honestly, like, I kind of wish he would have won the money in the bank. I would have liked that over Damian Priest, to be honest. Talk about heat everywhere he went. I was thinking about that too when the match was going on. Like, if they went Damian Priest, why not just go Dominic? He's got even more heat than Damian does in the stable. But could you imagine Dominic cashing in and winning the world title? (laughs) I want. I kind of want to see it happen. Right. Yeah, but like you said, it was kind of a weird match. I thought Dominic was gonna win just because I thought they may have, you know, pulled the trigger on a upset surprise. And like you said, we didn't have any Brock, but I don't understand what was the purpose of this match. Did it really give Dominic that much of a rub? Him getting beat by Cody? It just kinda gave Cody something to do. Till Brock got back. Um 'cause you know, it was weeks of T V with the most hated guy in wrestling and the most loved guy in wrestling in a program with each other. It made for okay TV. I think it could have been better. I think the match could have been better, but, you know. So, they got to where they wanted to get to, which was Brock coming back on Monday. And and about that, so Cody comes out to confront Seth Rollins in all his gear, and Brock comes out and they brawl. Fast forward an hour later, he comes back out in a suit. I guess he said, well, I'm not getting a world title match tonight. I might as well get dressed and go home. I don't know. It made no sense to me either. I think I tweeted about it. I didn't even see a tweet, but yes. that's what I thought about it while watching it. I did too. He came out fucking ready to fight, and I'm like, why is he dressed to fight? And Seth's got fucking a fishnet turtleneck on. <laughs> like, oh my god, Seth's outfits are wild. I love Seth getting out of the ring when Brock and Cody got in the <laughs> ring. Like he did that shit so calm. He's like, well, this doesn't concern me. <laughs> he said, peace. And then once they were done, he got back in the ring, and he's still standing there. They're like, let's go back to Seth Rollins. (laughs) I I know Seth is over, man, but I feel like his theme music, he's becoming kind of a caricature of himself. Yeah. I get tired of stuff really easily, and I'm kind of over it. And I was a big fan of the theme song even before people started chanting it. Nah, I'm over it. But I think I because he's leaning into it so hard, it's kind of annoying. It's like it's a little corny now. Yeah, it's like when Cody does the whoa when he does it the first time, it's fine. But when I clearly see him like in the ring setting up to do it again on a second verse, it's like okay, dude, get it. we get it. Like, and I don't think it's them. I think it's WWE telling them fucking milk that shit. We want everybody doing it. You know it is. Do it again, damn it. You know it is. Uh, the women's Money in the Bank saw Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Zelina Vega, Bailey, Io Sky, Trish Stratus all going forward with Io Sky getting the win. I thought this was one of the better women's Money in the Bank matches and probably since the first couple of them. Yeah, the right woman won too. We both predicted Io winning and she got the win. 
I think I picked Becky. I just I was picking EO, and then I, at the last minute, I think I picked Becky. Oh, well, I got the pick right then. <laughs> yeah. EO was my original pick, but I think when we were talking about it, I was just like, nah, fuck it, I'm going to pick Becky. But, yeah, I mean, we saw. You could see EO was going to be the winner, and I like this because she's she's an up-and-comer. Like, I don't think Zelina Vega was going to win. Zoe Stark wasn't going to win. Becky Lynch, Bailey, and Trish have all been world champion already. EO, I think, was the best choice. Yeah. I saw people complaining about Trish in the match. Did I miss something? Was it anything glaring that she did? I mean, she's Trish. She's just, what did I miss, though? Did she botch something? She's just not good. <laughs> I hate saying that, but it's not that she like messes stuff up is that it's, it doesn't look like you see what she's trying to do and she can never do what she's trying to do. Um, I didn't, I didn't see anything glaring this time though. I was just like, she didn't really take the manhandle slam on the ladder that well. Like Becky went to pick her up and she just kind of fell backwards, I guess. Cause she didn't want to hurt herself, which makes sense. Um, Man, she's pushing 50. She's not, she's like 41, 42, something like that. BS. Look up her age. I will. As soon as I get done talking about this. Um, and then there was another one where she was doing, going for stratisfaction where it didn't look the best. Uh, yeah, she just, I don't know. I mean, she is pushing fit because you just, you just turned 40 yourself. And yeah, she, she's 47. <laughs> so it's, it's not like that's, that's not old though. You act like she's 60. You act like she's Sting's age or something. And she but, hasn't wrestled for like ten years, so she really she's thirty seven in wrestling years. She's a delicate, beautiful flower. You don't that's wanna... that's younger than fucking L.A. Knight, who you want to be the world champion. Come on, don't do my boy L.A. Knight dirty like that. L.A. Knight said, or people were saying they think L.A. Knight's not getting pushed because of his age, but yet Damian Priest is older than him. I mean, that's I don't. I don't get that sentiment. Like before, before the match happened, people were saying that though that Elliot Knight shouldn't win it, and people weren't talking about how Damian Knight. I mean, Damian Priest is older than him. But. Damn, Becky Lynch is thirty six. I guess yeah. so. That makes sense. We all getting older, man. I'm about Mickey to be James forty three. Natty's forty one. Barbie Blanks thirty six. You talking? You were talking about Becky spitting fire on the mic. I thought Trish was spitting fire on the mic this past. Monday is probably her breast promo yet since she's coming back. I love that they brought back the uh, the broken nose, like Rip Hamilton, LeBron James face guard. Yeah, <laughs> Fuck, was she was so good when she did that back in the day when she was a heel. Uh, world title match. Please. Did we, are we done talking about the women's title match? The women's yeah, money in the bank? I'm, done. I'm over it. <laughs> Seth Rollins defeats Finn Balor in... You know, I was kind of disappointed in this match because they made it like Finn's been waiting for seven years to get his hands on Rollins, and it was more about Damian Priest than it was Finn Balor. Yeah, I thought we were going to get a banger. It was okay. It wasn't bad. I mean, but it wasn't that memorable. And like you said, it was more focused on Damian Priest, uh, yeah, Damian Priest teasing the cash in his money in the bank. And that took away from it a little bit, but it was fine. I'd have to think about this, and I'd have to take out, like, WrestleMania. Um, but the best match I've ever seen live was a Monday Night Raw here in Atlanta. Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. That was probably one of the... It's probably the best match I've ever seen live. 
I don't remember what year it was. I'd have to go back and look at it and then rewatch it. I don't think I ever rewatched it again. But I just remember being in the building watching that match. And it was just a random fucking Monday Night Raw. They wrestled for like 20 minutes. And I thought it was going to be like that. And it wasn't. And they they can both still go. And I don't understand it. But Rollins gets the win. Gets the fuck out of there. And he's still the world champion. I don't want to go off topic too much but now that I think about it I don't know what's the best match I've seen live I've been to a good bit of wrestling shows especially over the past couple of years after the pandemic something maybe we do a deep dive into that yeah. later best matches we've seen but uh, of my notable matches I've seen I think Becky and Bianca at Wrestlemania last year was probably one of my favorite yeah. matches I've seen live and they fucking tore down at SummerSlam also yeah, I forgot you and Marty were there in Dallas. It's crazy. Yep. Night one, but, and then that was the night Stone Cold came back and fought Kevin Owens. Low key, probably the best night one of a WrestleMania they've ever had since oh, going to two nights. Definitely was. Fucking Cody came back and fought Seth. Uh, Logan Paul and Miz beat. Did they beat the Mysterios? They beat somebody. And then Miz fucking turned on Logan Paul. <laughs> <laughs> like that WrestleMania Night One was fucking dope from pillar to post. It was really good. Yeah, but uh, going back to Seth, um, where do you think they're going with him going into SummerSlam? Because I don't know really, <laughs> and I don't read dirt sheets. Yeah, I honestly, I think he's gonna lose the title pretty soon. Yeah, you think Damien's gonna cash in on him? I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know when, but I just feel like I don't feel like he's gonna have a long title run. Seth, you know, Seth's a babyface. He's just not a babyfaces don't have long title runs. I mean, yeah, you're right. It's a bit more of them chasing it, but the fans are still into it. So I feel like they should just ride the wheels till they fall off. But I feel like Seth was the perfect person to get the title off the ground. But he doesn't yeah. need a long title run. He doesn't need a long title run, though. You're right. Um, I'm sitting here trying to look up the matches for night one at WrestleMania the year I was there. and Can't find a good site for it. That was a dope WrestleMania, though. That was WrestleMania 38. Let's yeah. see. They usually have it on Wikipedia. Like the the Usos and Rick Boogs and Nakamura. Oh, that was the only one just because that injury happened. Yeah. The card hit 16 matches. Stone Cold, Kevin Owens, uh, Charlotte and Ronda Rousey, Bianca and Becky. That was all night one, though. She lost. Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. Uh, it's got all. It's got everything mixed in together. But yeah, night night one was so really good. I got it. I got to pull it up now. So yeah, Usos like you said, Rick Boogs, McIntyre beat Corbin, Miz and Logan Paul and Mysterio, Bianca and Becky, Cody, Seth, Charlotte Rousey, and then Stone Cold Owen. Man, that wasn't a lot of matches, but I felt like I definitely felt like I got my money's worth. Yeah. Especially Stone Cold. Like. And then I felt like night two, like I remember in my hotel room thinking like, 
I should just buy a ticket and go tonight too. And then I was watching it, and I'm like, I'm so glad I spent money to go to this. <laughs> like, you, to, you didn't want to see Lashley and almost battle it out. Nah, I was good. <laughs> I mean, that would have been cool to see in person, right? And then seeing Roman come out and fight Brock in person. But I ended up seeing that at SummerSlam. Um, but yeah, it was just. I was glad I didn't go to night two because nothing else really popped off on night two. Had the women's tag titles. I can't remember who it was, but Sasha and Naomi won it. Yeah, the last it might have been the last WrestleMania ever. Sasha would have been might have been in. You might have missed that. Yeah. Okay, Sarah, Sarah. I'll see you again eventually. Uh, main event time: the Usos. Versus Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. And this was a match with so many takeaways. Um, I thought it was... First of all, I thought the match was too long. <laughs> it was like 33 minutes. But I also thought it was long for a reason. A lot of people were complaining about the ref bump in Roman Reigns matches. Uh, honestly, like I rarely notice it until people start bitching about it. But somebody started like going down the list. And I was like, damn, he does have a lot of ref bumps. I don't really even notice them, like you said. I mean, it is what it is. They're not. They're not, not being that annoying with doing them if we don't even notice them. It's just the nerds out there that are keeping track of it. I will say this though: like the storytelling and the bloodline stuff is so good, right? Like people bitch about the ref bumps and what happened. The ref took a bump. Roman got hit with the one D, and Michael Cole's going, "Damn it." It's going to happen again. He's going to get away with it again without getting beat. And you start thinking, you're like, damn. All those times that a ref got bumped and Roman could have lost and he didn't. And Michael Cole's like, it's going to happen again. You're like, it fucking is going to happen again. And even the crowd is chanting, bullshit. Um, That was good. The low blow kick out by Jey Uso was a throwback that Roman was doing to everybody when he first turned heel. Every time he'd kick out. That was good. Um. Speaking of kicking out, I don't think there was a. I think the kick out that Jay and Jimmy did when Roman stacked them, if you go back and listen, got a bigger pop than Jay actually went in the match. Like people were, people were into their chanting bullshit, bullshit, and then they kicked out, and everybody's like. And I love Solo's reaction too, because he's standing on the apron, not even watching. <laughs> And then, uh, and I'm I'm sorry, I'm taking over everything. I'm just kind of running through all my thoughts on this. I think Solo's not long for staying with Roman too long, man. He looked like he's ready to whoop Roman's ass when they kicked out, and Roman's like crying in the corner. Solo looked at him like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Get up! Like, let's beat the shit out of him." And then uh, the Usos end up getting the upper hand at the end and winning. Just everything about this match was just storytelling at its finest. But something that we talked about in our Discord was everybody saying Solo's going to be the guy, man, like, in ring. I think he's really boring. Yeah, I mean, he's fine, but nothing that pops out that that spectacular about him. He's just real slow and methodical, but not in a good way. Like, Roman's slow and methodical. But there's levels to it, right? Like, and Solo's slow and methodical isn't the same. With Solo, I feel like I find myself looking away, doing other shit. With Roman, like I'm watching the 
the slow methodical ass whooping and then solo like he really just does the same thing over and over again he's like a headbutt a chop a hit a headbutt a chop a hit like his arsenal's not that big either when did solo start though didn't he start late 20 teens wrestling shit i don't know i ain't trying to hear that shit though ej they put him in the biggest storyline in wrestling like are you ready or not he said he was ready and they put him in also, hey. he's been in the bloodline for what six, eight, ten months now. Like, I think he got a Cardiff was when he joined. Yeah, you should, you should improve by now. If you're in the biggest storyline, like you need to be working on doing other moves besides the fucking headbutt and the chop. That's just my opinion. Like, he still comes off like a badass. Like, anytime somebody says something crazy to Roman, so it's like, you want me to kill him? He's <laughs> like, no, man, calm down, relax. Like he still comes off like a badass. It's just a long match like this shows his weaknesses. Um, I can't confirm or deny it because I haven't really dissected his in-ring style or performances. So next time I'm watching, I'm gonna take a closer look at it just to see if I agree with that. I mean, honestly, it's got to be a match like like if it's a little three-minute squash. Obviously, it ain't gonna come across like that. But a match like this, thirty-three minutes, like. It was glaring to me that when he was in there, it was just like, okay, uh, can we do something else? Yeah. And now I think about it, I'm trying to think of his like NXT stuff, whether or not if he put on like a straight up banger, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. He's a street champion though. <laughs> street champ. Whatever that means. But like you said, as far as the overall match, uh, it was storytelling at its finest. And like you said, him and Jay and Roman at SummerSlam, take my money, man. Is that confirmed or is that just a rumor? I mean, it's just a rumor, but the writing is on the wall. Yeah. He's the only person to pin Roman in over almost four years. Um, Little subtleties also, like after the match when Jay and Jimmy win, Roman's like rolling out of the ring and Jimmy like has this look of concern on his face and he's pointing at Roman and he starts to walk over there and Jay's like, no, what you doing? And like pulls him back, which I thought was crazy because I figured Jay would be the one that's like, all right, let's go check on him. But it was Jimmy. So I don't, I don't know what that was about. Like, um, and then, like I said, looked like solo a couple times was like ready to take Roman's head off and then kind of snapped out of it. Um, and I like Paul Heyman too. Like they're whooping Roman's ass, and they went back outside the huddle. And Paul Heyman's like, "You want your kids to sit at his table? You want him to be the tribal chief?" Like little shit like that was, and that pissed Roman off. He went in the ring, started whooping Jay's ass. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just it, it's just really good. Then they got the the uh, the tribal court coming up, the yeah, prosecution absolutely. of the tribal chief, whatever the hell they call it. Like this shit's good. I can't wait till Friday. Like you said, maybe they drop in little breadcrumbs. Maybe we see what you predicted. It's going to be like a four-way between the whole bloodline. I'd rather see that at WrestleMania than Cody. Well, you're getting Cody. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and you're going to like it like your mom. You're going to eat these vegetables. Like <laughs> Better not be no green beans left on that plate. <laughs> I think yeah, if, yeah. if it is, I think Cody's going to get booed out of the building in Philadelphia. 
Mm. I don't think I don't think so. Just because Roman's got some heat still. People don't like how he's being abusive to his cousins. That shit will be. People still love Cody. That shit will be all over by then. I don't think if everybody turns on Roman, he can keep the title that long. Nah, I don't think they're gonna turn on him all immediately. I think it's still gonna be a slow burn. I'm curious to see what happens once we get the Survivor Series season. Usos and their people versus Usos and Sami Zayn and KO versus Roman Solo and two new members of the bloodline. G-O-D. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, they're not Samoan. They're Tongan, so they wouldn't even fit in the bloodline. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking wrestling. <laughs> Owen Hart was in the goddamn Nation of Domination. You told me G-O-D can't be in the bloodline. <laughs> You said Owen Hart? Yeah. So was uh, <laughs> Brian Adams. Oh, they they did have like Crush and uh, Crush. the other guy were in Nation of the... That was at the very beginning of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Shut up, neckbeard. Go back to the basement. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to talk about about this match or are we we good to go? Oh, I think we good to go, man. I feel like we're missing something that happened in it besides like Jay winning. Um, which is you know another huge thing. It just he came up like a star in this match. Yeah, man, the Usos are over, man. The, the crowd. Oh my god, them singing their theme song at the end when they won—that was dope as shit. I'm like, how do y'all know the Usos' entrance song words? Like, who who the fuck knows Uso Penitentiary lyrics? Hey, they did their homework, man. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> They should just call it Audible. Put the title on Jay, man. Cody doesn't need it. <laughs> well, you're getting Cody. <laughs> <laughs> getting Cody. <laughs> we don't like it. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like you said, don't you don't have to even give Jay a long title run. Just have him have it for like a month. Yeah, let Damon Priest cash in on. <laughs> I don't know. I think Damon Priest needs that world title. Damon Priest could cash in on Roman and then keep it to wrestle, or cash in on Jay, keep it to WrestleMania, and Cody can finish his story winning from Damian Priest on the undercard no. while fucking no. while the <laughs> while the Bloodline has a four way elimination non title match in the main event. I don't I don't know about Damian winning that big boy title. Remember how they gave Punk the world title at first uh, test run? That's yeah, what they need to do with Damian. Yeah, see how it goes. Well, EJ, let's get up out of here, man. I got some fireworks to go watch. My daughter just peeked her head around the corner like, hello, it's nighttime. So, producers are telling me to wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up, B. Like uh, Chappelle show. Wrap that shit up. <laughs> uh, we appreciate everybody in the chat on this uh, 4th of July holiday. Be careful out there. Go go to work tomorrow with the same amount of fingers that you left work with on yesterday. Yeah, no JPP situation. Though. Yeah. And we'll be back next Tuesday at 8 p.m. on regular standard time next week to talk about this tribal council and tribal court and all that kind of shit and whatever else is going on in pro wrestling. Until next time, for EJ Reed, I'm Chris Rucker. This has been Boot to the Face. Peace! <laughs>
It is indeed showtime, folks. Who the fuck is this asshole? Who the fuck is this asshole? Chris Rucker. EJ motherfucking Reed. Chris Rucker. EJ Reed. I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me.